Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Just Shiatsu podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Zielinski. And today I wanted to talk about, I guess we could say, my journey through this podcast and some of the insights that I've, I've accumulated over time. So the, the idea when I first started this podcast was to uh, first just share you know, information about shiatsu with the world because I feel like um, there's not much out there unless you really try to look for it. And I enjoy podcasts myself, always wanted to do it, so I thought, what the hey, let's, uh, let's talk to some people and see, see if they'll listen to me uh, ramble about shiatsu information. And I hope everyone who has been listening has been enjoying or at least finding something. But I will say, I did, I did the task of re-listening to all my podcasts, uh, I would say a couple of weeks ago, and I commend those who have, who have stuck with me and listened all the way through some of those earlier podcasts, um, you know, as I'm learning and listening to myself. I ramble quite a bit, and it's more just kind of disseminating information from the classics, which the point I, or the reason I did that was for my own education, partially, and I wanted to share that process with you because it's interesting to go back and look on what the the foundations of the medicine were based on and how they've transformed over the years. There's many different schools of thought in Chinese medicine, and there's not just one simple explanation for everything, but I wanted to go back to the foundations and teach myself. And while I did that, I wanted to share my insights and findings with the world um, regarding you know, what the people were saying about the body and health, you know, 2,000 years ago, and how it still holds up today. But part of that journey for me was redefining what I'm doing with my work myself. I've been with a lot of teachers, and I've heard many different perspectives. And a lot of the work focused around the five element theory and personality types, which I love and I do think is very important in the work. I was introduced later to this concept of time and space as a form of medicine too. So I wanted to explore that more because that really spoke to me when I learned about it. And it was interesting. You know, all my schooling was based on five element theory, which is a very common way to look at everything. But there's multiple perspectives in Chinese medicine. And as I've studied, I've, I've really noticed there's really two major foundational things you have to understand for Chinese medicine to work. You have to understand this idea of yin and yang, and you do have to understand the five elements. But when you look at it from the more simplistic state of yin and yang, this is where time and space becomes more apparent to me. So when we're talking about yin and yang in in the body, we're talking about, in the most simplistic way, kind of the movement of the things we observe around us. Right? That's what Chinese medicine is, is observing the way the world moves around us and assuming that we live in the world with everything, we also have to follow those patterns to stay healthy. So there's a basic pattern that, that seems to distinguish itself through time. right? And that, So then we start to look at time as a way of health. And it, it goes from a very big cycle to a very small cycle. There's even a 60-year cycle of this movement. I'm not too versed on that aspect. I haven't studied it that big. But it keeps condensing smaller and smaller. right? We get the four seasons, so we see 
spring, summer, autumn, winter. Spring and summer are considered a yang movement. Autumn, winter are considered a yin movement. And the idea is, just as we observe in nature, when, when the four seasons are fully expressed in the area you live, we get growth, things start to grow. They experience this lush, vibrant growth period where, where they're just abundant and everything reaches its max blossoms and the you know, trees grow you know everything seems to be expanding into the the area around us and then we get autumn and winter which reverses that cycle right in autumn things start to look like they get a little smaller they you know, bushes lose their leaves animals start to collect and retreat because everything starts as the plants start to die everything around us all the resources we have start to lessen so there's more of a need for storage and collecting than there was during the time when everything's just blossoming and keeps, you know, just producing all this abundance for us. And then in winter, we get the most, what would say, contracted state, right? We get, you know, just lack of resources everywhere because nothing can survive in this extreme cold. They're forced to hibernate to survive or retreat into the soil as plants would do to survive and, you know, come around again the next season, right? And then we can look at the cycle again because it happens everywhere. We get maybe, maybe you could say a monthly cycle, right? The moon, right? We observe the moon and the moon grows in its brightness, you know, as the sun reflects off of its surface at, the, at different angles, it creates an appearance of growth of light and then the retraction of light, right? So we get a full moon and a new moon. And those are, again, in the medicine, some people observe that as a way to explain how we should be treating people through the cycles of the moon. You know, a full moon is a more yang state, a more active state. And then a new moon is a more yin state, right? We have no light. Then we can shrink that down yet again. And we can shrink it down into the day cycle. So we get, we wake up in the morning, right? We start to express ourselves in the world, right? And that's this matches you know the growth of the new moon this matches springtime then we move and we start to wake up more we get to the middle of the day where we're most active and then again you know we work throughout that day we expend our energy so then we need to retreat and recuperate some of that energy so we we come home we start to gather we eat we replenish what's missing and then we go to sleep so that the body can restore and rebuild itself for the next phase or the next day right and then we get the last or smallest example that I, that I observe with this idea of time. We get the very small expansion and contraction phase of the breath. Again, this reflects all the same characteristics of the other aspects of time. It's just very small, right? This happens in seconds. And this is why I think this idea of time is really important because it reflects that time this expansion and contraction or this this element of movement through time happens on very minute levels and happens every second, right? So it's not just about trying to fix time in like this grand scheme of lining up with the year or lining up with the month or lining up with the day, right? This time phase also exists in the breath. And this is where I find this idea of time and space to be the most effective to work with, right? Because now we're working on the most subtle level and we can make an adjustment in 
in the second or in the moment instead of having to wait for the season to come around or having to wait for the proper phase of the moon, right? It was otherwise, now we have to work in a larger time scale that's not really efficient for everyone. So this, this, this small time movement that's in the breath is the most efficient way to also work and make the adjustments in the body. So you can see from this, there's a time pattern that needs to be followed for health, right? And even in the day cycle, our bodies reflect wanting to be in the sun. When it becomes dark, the natural rhythms of the body, the circadian rhythm is to release melatonin when it gets dark outside, which is telling us that we should be sleeping during nighttime, right? So we know just from the physiology that we, we can observe in the body that we are sun worshipers, I guess would be a way to say it, right? We need to be awake during light and the sun and sleep during the nighttime. And this is a representation of time. And we have to follow those rhythms to stay healthy. And then, so then the meridian skit or the channels or energetic movements in the body reflect this. I mean, just as we talked about the circadian rhythms, right? That's an energetic movement in the body that happens when it becomes light. If that's not happening, you're probably not going to sleep really well. And again, if you're not sleeping well and resting well, and so the body's not restoring and replenishing, when you wake up in the morning, again, you're not going to feel refreshed. You're not going to feel renewed. Again, that's an element of time. Now, there's a bunch of physiological responses going on that create that correct time movement, but it's still just an expression of time. And then we get to this idea of space. And this is a little more... I don't know if esoteric is the way to say it, but it's definitely a concept that's, that I've had some people shake their heads at when I talk about it. Meridians and the basic idea of what they're talking about in Chinese medicine is we're talking about fluid movement. You can explain that many ways. There are also places where information travels back and forth to let the body how it, know how it needs to make adjustments to our environment around us. So when it comes to understanding fluid movement in the body, it moves with a correct sort of tonus in the body, right? If the space gets too wide, it's like when the levee breaks, right? The, the fluid that is retained within those walls just kind of dumps itself and spreads out, but it lacks that tension of movement that it needs. That's the same as what happens when you have too much space in the body or these channels. You have fluid moving through them, but now the correct and tonus is the word I like to say. You don't have too much contraction. You don't have too little contraction. It's like the correct tone that's in the channel will actually help the fluid move correctly. And this reflects in, you know, our vascular system, right? The, there's muscles in all of our veins and arteries that kind of contract and relax to help move along these fluids. And since we're mainly concerned with fluids, even though the meridians do encompass like this idea of these electrical signals that pass through the nervous system as well. The, the arteries and veins do reflect a lot the nature of how I, how I see fluid moving through, through the body. And of course, with Chinese medicine, we're talking about correct fluid movement. Everything, all the essences that the, the five elements provide to the body travel through the fluid to get to where they need to be, which then organizes that space correctly for what it needs. 
without that fluid movement, those essences never get there. Health can never be restored. So the idea with treating the meridians and this idea of fluid movement is that we're letting all the vital essences of the body get to those spaces that need them. And the idea when we're sick or, or not feeling well is that these essences aren't evenly distributed in these areas. And again, this is space for me. Even though we're talking about physical things, you know, we're talking about pathways on the body. Those are, those are physical things. And then we're talking about fluid in the body. Again, physical thing. But to me, when I work, I try to drop working with the physical. And I drop this idea because I can't create more blood in the body. I can't create the physical things. I can't manifest, you know, I, I don't have the ability to turn energy into solid objects. Now, the body seems to have that ability to do that, but I don't. Um, so I can't work with it in that way. It doesn't make logical sense for me to think that I can touch you and make more blood appear. Now, what I can do is I can adjust the spaces in the body, either by physical manipulation, right? When, when I compress an area in the body, I'm actually, in, in a way, trying to spread the physical aspects of the body apart. But I also find that if I touch the body with the right intention and the right focus, I can start to feel that space, and I only experience it as space. And it moves under my fingers to my intention as well as to what it wants to do. I haven't worked with it in a way where I force movements I think need to happen. The way I work is when I feel the body, there's, there's, an, there's a movement happening under my fingers already. Right? It's either in a, in a phase of contraction or expansion. And I feel when, I, when I'm sitting still with another person. I'll feel that space either want to open up or I'll feel it want to contract. And all I do is move with that movement, right? What I'm doing is providing the correct tone aspect to the body. Again, I don't assume that I'm smarter than the physiological functions of the body, right? It's easy to let logic start to dictate what you think should happen as opposed to what the body's actually trying to accomplish. And I just let the body accomplish what it wants because we are always working towards health. It's my belief that when the body is dysfunctioning and pains and all these other things we experience, it's the body trying to correct itself. It's not trying to destroy itself. If we wanted to destroy ourselves, we would die very quickly. It's not very hard to bring a body to a state where it's unhealthy. So it's this adjustment of space that I work with. And by adjusting the space, if there's a block that's in the system, it frees this block, right? And we've, if you've listened to me enough, you know this idea of blocks is kind of the general idea of what is creating the dysfunction, right? Things aren't able to reach where they need to be. So this is why we're having dysfunction, which is created by a block. This could be by a block of too much contraction, right? You're not having a large enough space for things to move through so they can't get to where they need to be. Or it could be a block of a physical thing right? We get, there's many ways to think of that. Like, yeah, maybe we don't have enough water in our system and the fluids are starting to be gelatinous, right? So we're not getting the correct essence there. Like water is an, is essential 
part of the five element theory. Um, so like in that case, maybe we need to create more space for the kidneys to be able to move the essence of fluid to that area so that it can, you know, create a, a more uh, happy moving fluid. Or the other scenario would be pathogens, like just, you know, any idea of something that's in the system that shouldn't be there and the body's trying to push it out. And to me, when I work in this fashion, people tend to get better or feel better. And that's really what the goal of the work is, right? Is to just help someone move through life better, help their body heal, help their body make the adjustments it's trying to make because right now it's either lacking the ability to do that or it just needs a little impetus, right? Like like when we want to do something in life, but we get scared and somebody, you know, gives us that little nudge that pushes us in the right direction and helps us, helps us get moving in the right way. That's how I view this idea of working with the space in the body. As always, I hope there was something for you to learn here. Um, maybe I opened your mind again to a new concept or idea of what health might be or how a body works. It's interesting because there's so many different modalities of, of health out there and they all kind of deal with the body in different ways and get different results or sometimes they all get the same results using different methods which is really interesting to think about i hope at least i've piqued your interest to to uh share this information with somebody else or maybe you are listening to this and you're thinking maybe it's time for you to get a shiatsu treatment for yourself um please do it's, it's a fantastic experience as always i hope you're able to take something away from this and you know if you're enjoying the podcast feel free to leave a review for me otherwise as always you can visit my website which is justshiatsu.com and there's contact information there and again you can get a little more information and how i work and what i'm thinking about again i'm not always sure when the next episode's going to come out i don't want to make any promises i can't keep so uh just stay tuned and hopefully you're still around whenever I get inspired to to talk again. And uh, thank you. I hope everyone has a great time.